You're listening to Force Friends Rewatch, a Star Wars TV show podcast. From Rebels to Resistance and The Mandalorian to Ewoks, we've got you covered. Here's your warning, there will be spoilers. And there will be swearing, because our host just gets so gonk darn excited to talk about these good, good shows. Oh, job up. Welcome to Force Friends Rewatch. I'm your host, Andy. And I'm Ryan. And we are two buddies who are going to watch some Star Wars TV shows and take them apart episode by episode and discuss them here with you, our friends. Yes, absolutely. And it is my first time watching them. I'm kidding. That is a bold-faced lie. (laughs) What a way to start out. Uh, It is probably like the 20th time for both of us watching these things at the very least. But it should be exciting to pick it apart in this kind of forum and share our innermost thoughts with you guys because we know you care so much. Yeah, this is is definitely a prestige format podcast. We're going to be deep diving all the good, good Clone Wars and Rebels and Resistance and Mandalorian and Cassian and all the awesome Star Wars shows that are on the way. We might even deep dive something like Ewoks or Droids. I oh, think absolutely. that would be a lot of fun to get into. Star Wars uh, Holiday Special, Legend of the Faithful Wookiee. I I think if we do the Holiday Special, that'll have to be a, like like a special. Maybe we'll do that if we get a million subscribers or something. There we go. I like that. We got to get as many guest stars as we can fit and then maybe five more. <laughs> That's the holiday special way. <laughs> so yeah, I think it's safe yeah. to say that this is going to be a spoiler podcast. Uh, as we as we dive into stuff, we're going to be spoiling it like crazy. So if you haven't watched that particular episode that we're covering, this is your your first warning that spoilers are going to be ahead. And so, Ryan, why don't we why don't we talk to our our audience here a little bit and tell them about us? So we have a we have a very sexy outline here. Sexy wasn't the right word, but <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, how, how, do you, how did you become a Star Wars fan, Ryan? Let me ask oh you that. Man. Uh, I was seven years old, and my mom took me to see a movie called The Phantom Menace. Uh, I went about as willingly as Padme Amidala signs a Trade Federation treaty. I wanted no part of that. I did not enjoy the movie, except for the Duck Man, as I called him. I loved every bit of him. (laughs) (laughs) And she told me I needed to watch the original trilogy, and no lie, I think I might be the only person ever to watch the original trilogy for the first time, only paying attention enough to see if the Duck Man... Jar Jar Binks was about to show up. He does not show up in the original trilogy. Don't know no. if you guys know that. No. Um, but I knew that I had enjoyed what I saw, even if I didn't really internalize it. I, I, like, I remembered the phrase Millennium Falcon, but I couldn't pin it to anything until, like, Return of the Jedi. I was like, oh, the spaceship is the Millennium Falcon. That makes sense. I, it, it really was the prequels that kind of brought me in. 
because for some reason I didn't like episode one my first time. I didn't follow the original trilogy, but the second time I watched Phantom Menace, I enjoyed a lot more than the Duckman. Uh, how about you? Um, I have a, a visceral memory of sitting down with my dad and brother and my dad saying, like, I'm going to show you kids this and it's a big deal and you're really going to love it and being like amped up and so yeah I I watched A New Hope maybe when I was five and it totally melted my brain and then I'm a I'm a child of the 90s so uh, maybe four years or five years later Phantom Menace dropped and that was a huge deal I read all the uh, Jude Watson Jedi Apprentice books and then Jedi Quest. And I really struggled with reading, but I like I loved those books. And those books definitely uh, I credit to why I'm a, I'm a big reader. Uh, yeah, so that was it for me. My dad sat me down. And, I mean, all I wanted after that was lightsabers and Star Wars action figures. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the Jude Watson Jedi Apprentice books, those might have been the first novels that I read of my own free will. I feel that. We were, like, the perfect age for that. Oh, yeah. And th- those books kicked butt. Xanatos oh, was yeah. a fantastic villain. Yes, he was phenomenal. And you, you definitely saw parts of that in uh, Master and Apprentice, which just recently came out uh, a few months ago. I uh, still that, need to read that. I think that was Claudia Gray did that one. Yes, that was. Phen- phenomenal. Very good. Uh, speaking of fandom, how do you how do you engage with a fandom? How does Andy's fandom express itself? That's a, that's a big question. Um, I think first off is I... If you couldn't tell by this podcast, I'm a huge nerd. So <laughs> I love tabletop games. Uh, I was very into X-Wing miniatures, and then uh, when Legion came out, my wallet could not handle both, and I gave up X-Wing for Legion, so I, I spend way too much of my time and money on uh, little little plastic models that I paint, and then don't get enough time to play, because <laughs> uh, finding time to play Legion is, is another struggle in and of itself. Um, my fiance and I are both cosplayers, so... We make uh, Star Wars costumes, and by we, I mean mostly him, because he is way more talented than me. Uh, <laughs> I, I do the easy parts, and then we we go to cons and stuff. Uh, and along the lines of cosplay, I'm also in the Rebel Legion, and yes. I'm a member of Pride Squadron, which is made up of members of all the Star Wars costuming groups who are uh, on the LGBT umbrella and uh, that's been a really positive and fun way to interact with fandom. Um, I watch a lot of good Star Wars YouTube is the phrase I'm going to use. <laughs> and uh, I interact <laughs> with Star Wars Twitter. I interact with Star Wars Twitter quite a bit. Um, I got to meet like Jenny Nicholson and Alex and Molly from Star Wars Explained at Celebration. And that was freaking awesome. And I read all the canon novels. And all the Legends novels. I do a lot of reading. My Audible is full of Star Wars. Awesome. 
Ryan, what about you? Because I just rattled off like 10 things I do. <laughs> um, I am also obsessed with Star Wars. I think I can trace so much of the good in my life back to the community. Uh, like Andy, I'm a member of the Rebel Legion. I actually think that's how we became friends, if I'm not That mistaken, is how we met. Isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Um, and then... On top of that, uh, not only do I do the cosplay thing, but my girlfriend does as well. Uh, we do I do Luke Skywalker and Anakin and a whole mess of generic characters like Rebel Troopers, Tusken Raiders, Resistance Officers. Uh, she is mostly Leia and Padme. We're working on Mandalorians. But not only do we cosplay our small plush porg with an ever-expanding family pesto, uh, he is an Instagram legend at pesto.porg, and he cosplays himself. And because we don't limit it to ourselves and our plush toys who are more well-traveled than we ever thought we would be ourselves, um, our car cosplays. We have a Kia Soul that we have done up in the color scheme of Poe Dameron's X-Wing Fighter. Every couple months I'll tweak that and add new graphics. It's a lot of fun. Um, the Star Wars car community is surprisingly huge and extremely welcoming and just overflowing with ideas. Too many ideas. I cannot afford all of the ideas that are thrown my way, but I try to do them anyway. Uh, so yeah, it's it's cosplay for us, but it expands into everything. If you had to pick one of your cosplays, uh, which is your which is your favorite? Oh gosh, um, I bought my Return of the Jedi Luke, which I'm currently looking at remaking, when I was like 15, and it was my first serious costume that replicated something from the canon, and like was just a character that I really enjoyed. I'm sentenced to Luke Skywalker's haircut because I wear that one so often. And it's so easy to accessorize with the cloak, the Endor poncho, you know, you name it. Um, I would have to say that one. How about you? That's tough. Probably Beckett. I love but, Beckett. But the facial hair for Callus is... Uh, oh, yes. Is, 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 is really something. So... <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Uh, because I I can grow the beard and then I then I trim it and uh my fiance is stuck with me with that <laughs> dumb facial hair for like three days. So that's amazing. So maybe callous. <laughs> but I, I mean it. Beckett also has dumb facial. Everyone I cosplay has dumb facial hair. It's a curse. But Beckett's is a little less. Uh, Victorian than Callus's. Like, yeah, I mean that's true, but it's still like he's got he's got a mustache and then like a weird soul patch. It's it's a whole thing. Gotcha. It's gonna be a sad day of like self awareness when I acknowledge that uh, none of my costumes now require facial hair, but it will be a sad day when I am forced to confront the fact that you know now on this hypothetical future day, I am at an age where to do Luke Skywalker, I need the beard. I am that old. I am there. I am not ready for that day. <laughs> no, that's going to be tough to like look in the mirror and be like, you know what? It might be time to hang up the uh, yeah the black boots. Yeah, and then switch to the weird wrapped uh, episode seven boots. Oh well, um, 
Disclaimer, that anyone can cosplay any character they like. I am just basing my life stylistic choices around the Luke Skywalker timeline because that's who I am. <laughs> no, that's 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 very fair and very respectful. <laughs> oh, man. So, Force Friends Rewatch were, were Star Wars show, obviously... And we're specifically yes. deep diving the Star Wars TV shows. So let's talk about some Star Wars TV shows. Yes. Do you have a favorite character that originated in the shows before appearing anywhere else? The correct answer to this question is Hondo Onaka. That's a good one. <laughs> he just That's a good one. He just, like, in true pirate fashion, you know, he starts off in Clone Wars just slipping into the most bizarre situations and then popping out. But he's started doing that in real life. I mean, he's in Galaxy's Edge. Hondo has no business being in Galaxy's Edge, but, like, he's there. When your second cousin who's never seen a Star Wars movie, let alone a TV show, goes to Disneyland, they're gonna meet Hondo Onaka. That's the most Hondo thing ever. Just forcing himself into that situation i mean he's got a novel i and i can even pinpoint the moment hondo became my favorite character it's when he looks darth maul in the eye after darth maul reprimands him for insolence and he says insolence we are pirates we don't even know what that means (laughs) oh my god i gained a hero in that three seconds (laughs) i i adore hondo very much um i love pirates in general and uh, Hondo is just so quintessentially like a pirate who found his way into Star Wars, just like in A New Hope, <laughs> Han is a cowboy who found his yes. way into Star Wars. Like Hondo is the quintessential like amazing pirate character. Uh, yes. The Jim Cummings just does an incredible job. If you haven't listened to the audiobook, uh, was it Pirate's <sighs> Price? Yes. Um, Jim Cummings reads the whole thing as Hondo and when he reads other characters he doesn't try and do a Han Solo impression he does Hondo doing a Han Solo impression it's, it's brilliant it's it's deliciously good so Hondo is a very good episode or not episode Hondo is a very good answer Ryan I, I respect that answer thank you what's yours um I mean I, I feel like I showed my, my hand a little bit it's callous yeah, that makes sense. That's very... That is a... Yeah. Kala starts out as an amazing villain, and I I think only being outdone by Fire Lord Zuko gets, like, the best redemption arc in any TV show I've ever seen. And there's there's just so much there with Callus. Like, he, he becomes a fulcrum agent... He, you know, he probably worked very closely with um, Cassian and stuff because they they both used the codename Fulcrum. Uh, the episode where uh, through Imperial Eyes, where he's trying to like outsmart Thrawn and just doing everything he can to try and like get out of this shithole that he's dug himself into, is quite good. And uh, messy haired, sex, sexy haired Callus <laughs> is. Uh, is something. Yes. Mm. It's very good. <laughs> Hot callus. Yes. 
oh man, Cassian and and Callus working together, like it makes sense, but it felt a little bit like you were pitching an arc for the Cassian show there for a second, which I am fine with. Uh, Katukan maybe two years ago. Uh, Evan, my my fiance who cosplays Cassian, uh, I was Callus, and we we took some sexy pics. We took some. Uh, I remember those. Yeah, some under the Yavin Temple pics. So. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I I, I, I wouldn't be upset about it. Although I think we all know that Callus's heart belongs to one of those rare oh. purple Wookies. So, oh yes, no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> that is my favorite ship in Star Wars Rebels, no doubt. Well, no, I gotta. Yeah, I don't I mean, know. Space mom and dad. There's Kanan and Hera, and there's Sabine and Ketsu. I, I just want all the ghost crew to find love. That's my favorite ship. The ghost crew and happiness. So speaking of all of the different adventures that Star Wars Animation has taken us on, everyone has an opinion on pretty much everything Star Wars, as you may have encountered on YouTube before. Um, what do you feel is the most underrated or maligned episode of the Star Wars shows that doesn't deserve the negativity or maybe just deserves a little bit more spotlight and love? So that's 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 very tough because there there are many many good episodes. Um, I kind of feel like all of Clone Wars season one gets an unnecessary amount of shit. So yeah, uh, I, I I'd love to just say the entire season, but um, I'm going to pick specifically an episode, and I think it's from season two if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, Bounty hunters. Yes. Do people yeah, not like Bounty two, Hunters? Episode 17. Uh, I feel like a lot of people just kind of like write it off as like, oh, it's the Magnificent Seven episode. And don't get me wrong. I love the Magnificent Seven and I love that this is the Magnificent Seven episode. But I think there is more going on to it than that and going like on with it than just it's the Magnificent Seven. And... um. It's an introduction of so many of my favorite characters from Clone Wars. I love Suki. I love Embo. I love Hondo. So Bounty Hunters uh, gets a special place in my heart. That's fair. I have a hard time with that one because I think besides the business with the younglings, that's Hondo at his worst, like his meanest. But that's just me personally wanting my huggable pirate to not actually do any piratey things and just be wacky. Um, so I I have theories on the Younglings episodes with Hondo, and I think we've actually talked about it before. And maybe, I think maybe we, have. we should save that conversation for we should. Uh, when we cover that episode. Yes, but I have theories absolutely. on Hondo in the Younglings episodes. Okay. But, one of my favorite parts of this episode is Hondo goes toe-to-toe with Anakin Skywalker and, and That's lives. That's true. That's true. That's very true. And, like, they play it up that, like, oh, Hondo's monkey lizard is, like, hitting the controls on the tank and the tank is shaking a lot <laughs> and, like, Anakin's struggling to keep his balance. But, like... Yeah. This is the most badass Hondo, like, ever. The fact that he can, like... That's Anakin. That's a good That's, point. That's Anakin Skywalker, and <laughs> our boy Hondo stands up to him. I love it. That is a very good point. 
Um, yeah, I think I agree with you on season one. Uh, more specifically, gotta bring it back to my boy the Duckman, who's the only reason I'm into any of this. Uh, Bombad Jedi is just, you know, like, regardless of what you think of Jar Jar, you gotta admit that story is what he was made for. That, like, like he's Don Quixote and he doesn't even want to be Don Quixote. That's, it's an extra layer of hysterical on a really classic plot without feeling like a rehash. And it's legitimately hilarious. I mean, it's just good Jar Jar action. Oh my god, that is Don Quixote, isn't it? It is. Except instead of, like, desperately wanting to be the knight, he is the knight, and he doesn't want to be the knight. It's like a whole other level of Don Quixote. I I love how often Clone Wars is like, you know what? We're doing King Kong. <laughs> yes. It's it's got it's Godzilla. It's Godzilla right now. And you can't do anything about it. We're just doing it like four Godzilla episodes in a row. Yes. Or uh you know what? We're we're doing uh we're doing Don Quixote now or we're doing <laughs> the Magnificent 7. Like Yes. Yeah. It's happening. It really does. Like it riffs on I mean Hitchcock's notorious. It riffs on the most dangerous game there there was a moment in film school when we watched hitchcock's notorious i had never seen the film before and 20 minutes in i realized oh my god this is senate spy with soviets <laughs> and it was that's fantastic yeah it's i love that and that's that's george lucas just being his weird georgie self yeah whatever whenever you have to say about like George Lucas and and prequel era George Lucas, like the guy told the stories he wanted to tell and he did it in the way he wanted to do it. And he wrote love stories to each of his favorite things. Yeah. Like you see that in OT Star Wars, you see that in prequel era Star Wars and you see that in Clone Wars all over the place. George is like, you know what? I I really <laughs> loved Alfred Hitchcock, so let's do an Alfred Hitchcock episode. And it like he just did it. And I feel like you maybe don't see that in a lot of other stuff. Like you like people might suddenly do a nod to something, or they might have one episode where like, no, this entire episode is a riff on Groundhog Day. We're doing a Groundhog Day episode, but you don't see someone time and time again just be like you know what no this entire arc is just a love letter to a movie i loved growing up yes and you see that all over the place in clone wars you really do and it's it's brilliant it's done to great effect and then sometimes he makes droids walk around the desert for 20 minutes but the less said about that the better <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> those ones are rough oh man yes they are uh, but yeah, I think now you have a better idea of who we are and how we come at these shows and how we are going to come at you with our opinions of these shows. So I, I think just before we wrap up, I want to say that this podcast uh, loves all of Star Wars. Yes. The, the good stuff, the goofy stuff, arguably, possibly this, the stuff that's not good, <laughs> the, the bad stuff. And 
uh, we're we're going to be talking about all of it. It's all Star Wars to us. There, yes. there is no division to us about what is or isn't Star Wars. We love all of it. We love Legends. We love the canon. We love the Disney era. We love the prequel era. We love all of it, and we we want to want to be a positive positive podcast. So. Yes. As as Ryan said, his favorite <laughs> character was the Duckman. The Duckman. So clearly, it's all Star Wars to us. Yes, absolutely. It it there are only uh, three negative things about. There are only two negative things about Star Wars, and that is toxic fandom and the popcorn kernel that got caught in my throat at Galaxy's Edge last month. Beyond that, that popcorn kernel, that popcorn kernel is the villain of the rise of Skywalker, as far as I'm concerned. Um, But yeah, no, it's you're absolutely right. We love it all. And even when we kind of make fun of it, like I just did with a sunny day in the void. Haven't said that name since the episode aired. um, It's still Star Wars. It's still fun. There's still something to love. Yeah. Without the those those very bad Clone Wars episodes we wouldn't have gotten Gregor, and I love Gregor. Yes! So, That's a good point. Also, those those space pancakes and those space dishes, they're great. Yes, yes. everything about that diner was just amazing. Yeah, so even even the bad stuff, we're still, we're still, we still love it. It's still Star Wars, even if it's not great. No doubt. Alright, so we're gonna, we're gonna wrap it here on episode zero, and uh starting out we're going to be covering star wars rebels season one yes when we're done deep diving season one we might move on to season two we might move on to another show and then come back to rebels i don't really know what we what we're we're doing yet but join us on this this fun time it's it's going to be a hoot yeah this will be fantastic and yeah um i guess next we'll just go wherever we feel yeah well, well We'll talk about it. Ryan and I will talk about it. Perfect. And uh, maybe maybe the fans will request something. If you're a fan of Force Friends Rewatch, yes. yell at us. All right, yeah. Force Friends uh, Rewatch on Twitter. Uh, we haven't yes. tweeted anything yet, but I don't know. Follow it. By the time you hear this, maybe we will have. Yeah, who knows? And every podcast has a has a kind of zippy sign-off, and, and we don't have one yet. So we don't. We'll come uh, up with one. I think in the in the words of Gold Leader for this episode, the sign off will be "Loosen up." <laughs> ah! I love it. That that's that's one of my top four thousand thirty six favorite Star Wars quotes from A New Hope. Actually, it's pretty great final words. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, so we'll we'll leave it there. <laughs> <laughs>